Dave and Ryan's movie review and action. Everyone loves going to the movies. And while some are amazing, some are awful. Fortunately, we have Dave and Ryan, two guys with nothing better to do than watch movies of today and movies of yesterday. So get your popcorn ready, silence your phones, and relax, because the show is about to begin. Cue Dave and Ryan in three, two, one. It's Dave and Ryan's movie review. Sponsored by nobody. Welcome into another Dave and Ryan's movie review. Take 35 this week, and this week the show's going to be a little different. We don't yeah, have a movie yeah. review this we week got that we're going to talk special about. Planned. We're going to talk Oscars because the Oscar nominations just came out, and uh, we're going to go over them. We're going to give you our picks for the Oscars. And then, of course, when the Oscars happen, which is going to be on March 10th this year, yep. we will, of course, take the tally and come back and then we've got to see who was right and who was wrong exactly because that's just the way we roll around here that's how we roll so we've got plenty of oscar talk coming up but before we get to it we gotta go to hollywood. welcome to hollywood boulevard a place of glitz glamour and dreams just kidding this place is a dump. That's why Dave and Ryan come here each week. You get the news from Hollywood without fearing for your life on the Walk of Fame. It's This Week in Hollywood. And if you're going to talk Oscars, the nominations come out the same week. We have to talk Razzies. Now, you said you don't like the Razzies. I've never really paid attention to the Razzies. If, if you don't know what the Razzies are, they're the worst movies and performances of the year yeah, and i seem like a guy who should probably like those you would i would think but you know you 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 just bring out the worst in everybody though i do maybe that's what it is especially you dave maybe that's why you don't like them all right so <laughs> should should we start the uh, from the end and work our way back maybe is that how we should do this sure we don't want to start with worst movie yeah let's let's go to the bottom and work our way up all right so first up <clears throat> worst screen couple all right. <laughs> so your choices are any two merciless mercenaries from Expendables, yeah. any two money grubbing investors who donated to the four hundred million dollars it would take for remake rights to The Exorcist, <laughs> Anna De Armas and Chris Evans who flunked screen chemistry in Ghosted, Salma Hayek and Channing Tatum in Magic Mike's Last Dance, and Pooh and Piglet as bloodthirsty slashers killers in Winnie the Pooh. Blood and honey, uh, Ryan. Who you got in this one? Uh, I've, I I got to go with Ann and Chris there, who flunked screen chemistry and ghosted. I I did not see this one. This was an Apple movie, I believe. Yeah, and it just was not only ghosted but roasted. Yeah, it, it was severely. It was, it was not good. It was not a good flick. You say no? Not even America's butt could save that movie. Ah, uh, see, and <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't see it, so maybe I should have to watch these now. Yes, kind of look at it. Uh, sadly, though. When I was going through these, most of the movies that were on the worst list, we saw over the summer. Yeah, we did. <laughs> so I, I don't there, know. There, there was one missing, but there I'm going to let I'm gonna let go because I, I said I wasn't going to talk about there it. There was a couple. All right. Uh, so I went with, cause, just because I, I would love to see it happen, any two money-growing investors who donated to the $400 million for remake rights to The Exorcist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that needs to happen. That just needs to happen. All right. Uh, next choices: worst supporting actor. Okay, Michael Douglas in Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania. 
Mel Gibson, Confidential Informant, Bill Murray, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania, Franco Nero as a de Pope in The Pope's Exorcist. I'm a de Pope. And Sylvester Stallone in Expendables 4. I went with... Drum roll. Bill Murray, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania. He is in this movie for like five minutes, and he, he really does nothing. It's does, a, he, does he play Bill Murray? No, he doesn't even play Bill. Well, maybe. Uh, you got to hand it to him, though, because apparently when she was stuck in the quantum realm, him and Michelle Pfeiffer had a thing. So mm-hmm. more power to Bill Murray there. I, I that is I will say that is one Marvel movie I have not seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I went with Mel Gibson. Confidential Informant? I yeah. never saw that one. It, it was kind of dry. Kind of dry. Okay. It's, that's a good way of putting it. <laughs> we'll <laughs> with, leave it at without that. using choice words on the radio. Okay. Fair enough. Hey, all right. Now we move on to Worst Supporting Actress. <laughs> Your choices. Kim Cattrall, About My Father. Megan Fox from Expendables 4. Bai Ling, Johnny and Clyde. Lucy Liu for Shazam, Fury of the Gods, or Mary Stuart Masterson from Five Nights at Freddy's. And who you got? I went with Megan Fox in Expendables. She she really didn't have to be in the movie. She was just kind of there just to just to fill in a plot hole. I think she was also there to uh, perpetuate the fact that we could get a sequel. That makes sense. Like an all girls, yeah, like an all girls expendable movie. I I think that's where they wanted to try and head it with that and with her in that. I'm fine with that because you know the Expendables now it just it's just kind of getting old. You know, it's the same story with with different people. Right. Right. Yeah. No, I I get it. I get it. When the when the first I think we talked about this when we saw it when the first Expendables movies came out. They were great because it's like the first time you're seeing all of these people on the screen together. Yeah. And, you know, so many things you wanted to see. As a, you always wanted to see Stallone and Schwarzenegger in a movie together. Yeah, the, the first two were amazing because yeah. it brought all these action heroes that, you know, you grew up with as a kid. Well, at least I grew up as a kid yeah. in all their own movies. And now they're all together in one. And you're like, yay. Yes. And, and yeah. And now it's just like, just stop. Just stop. Just stop. Just stop. I went with Lucy Liu from Shazam Fury of the Gods. I didn't think Shazam Fury of the Gods was a terrible movie, but she was not good in it. I just like the unicorn scene. Yes. the uni- Well, the unicorn is the best part. That's what I was going to say. Anytime- <laughs> that's, like, that's like the only good thing about the movie. It is. <laughs> Truly. And, and they eat Skittles. Yes. What more do you Taste want? Taste the rainbow. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and we won't go into what the girl said, really. <laughs> yeah. So there you have it. Worst actress, uh, Anna Armas for Ghosted. Megan Fox, Johnny and Clyde. Apparently we need to see this Johnny and Clyde movie. No. Or not. No, I don't no. Know. Uh, Salma Hayek for Magic Mike's Last Dance. Jennifer Lopez, The Mother. Dame Helen Mirren, Shazam Fury of the Gods. I went with Jennifer Lopez, The Mother. Yeah, I I had a hard time with this one. It was either Selma Hayek or Jennifer Lopez because both of them you could tell just didn't want to be in that movie, uh-huh. and they both just kind of were like, "Eh, I need a paycheck." Yep, yep, yeah. But uh, if I if I have to choose one, I'll go with Selma Hayek. And, and like I told you, I'm not voting Dame Helen Mirren worst at anything. Yeah, I'm no second. chance. Why is she on this list? No <laughs> chance. Did they need a fifth? Is that what yeah. it was? All right, worst actor, Russell Crowe for The Pope's Exorcist. 
Vin Diesel, Fast X. <laughs> Chris Evans, Ghosted. Jason Statham, Meg 2, The Trench. And I heard the book is better. <laughs> Which one? Uh, the, the second one. And John Voight, Mercy. And I went with, I'm sorry, I had to go with Dom Toretto. Uh, Vin Diesel has the range of about, I don't know, from me away from, from me to the wall. <laughs> Family. Right. <laughs> If you can get, if you can keep him speaking in one syllable and just monotone all the time, he's going to be uh, just fine. He lives his life a quarter mile at a time. Uh, or one syllable at a time. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. So yeah. who'd you go with on this one? So I went with John Voigt in Mercy. Okay. It, it just, no, he, did, he just didn't do a good job. Okay. Not at all. So we went with that one. And the other thing, uh, we did have a little bit of news on uh, the, the Fast X sequel. Uh-oh. Um, Budget is slashed. Jason Momoa is out, and um, I I believe if I can remember correctly, Vin Diesel is kind of taking a back seat in the next one. I don't know how you finish the story with no Jason Momoa though. Yeah, he was the main bad guy, yeah. and everyone else basically died yeah. except for well, Vin Diesel. We don't know that. <laughs> Well, that's how they set it up. We you don't know, know that. Cliffhanger. Is M. Night Shyamalan directed it? Ooh, what a maybe. twist. Maybe, <laughs> maybe when the plane exploded, it didn't really explode. It went through like a porthole or a portal and a wormhole. Just stop, Dave. To another planet. Just stop. And then it gets him to space. <laughs> Just stop. <laughs> All right, fine. All right, so the Peace Day Resistance, worst picture. Uh, and there is two missing. There on are. This list. We, we talked about that. Uh, here are your choices: The Exorcist, Believer, The Expendables Four, Meg Two, The Trench, Shazam, Fury of the Gods, and Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. And I went with Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. I've been beating the crap out of this movie all year long. <laughs> Might as well finish it. They're making a sequel. Okay. Yeah, so um, I th so there are definitely two movies that are not on this list that should be. Um, the first one is The Flash should be on there. I, w I was I was honestly going to work it into some wordplay and like you know <laughs> the one we have made an oath not to talk yeah, about. That anymore. is the other. The oath should be on here. Honestly, that is the worst movie of the century. You know, here's the other. Thing. <laughs> How do they vote on the Razzies? That would be something to look up. Yeah. Because for Oscars, you have to nominate your film. You have to send it in, don't you? Yeah, and then there's only a certain amount of people, uh, part of the Academy, uh, that votes because, you know, it's the Academy Awards. Right, so I can't imagine people submitting their work to the Razzies committee. No, no, you don't submit to the Razzies. They just pick. They find you. Yeah, but, yeah, but uh, um, I would pick The Oath, but since it's not on this list... I'll go with Shazam. So you're going to go with Shazam and an honorable mention to the... Yeah. <laughs> if you could say a dishonorable mention. The dishonorable... You know, it was funny. Uh, last week when we were talking with uh, Warren, uh -huh. uh, um, before we started recording, we actually were talking about the... You guys... Well, and you the guys, fact that you guys he still talking. hasn't seen it. Yeah. <laughs> and we were, we, were, we were saving him the work. Yeah. Don't go see it, <laughs> we Warren. We really were. All right. So the Razzies will be handed out the night before the Oscars. On March 9th, and we'll we'll keep you posted as to who wins the Razzies this year. Okay, yeah. all right. So, like we said, no movie review this week. We're going to talk strictly all about Oscars, but of Oscar course, movies. We got to do an honest movie review. Let's do it. 
it's time once again for another Honest Movie Review. This week, we revisit the 1986 American superhero comedy film, Howard the Duck. He's 27 years old, single but searching. Favorite sports, windsurfing and Aikido. Favorite pastimes, cigars and sex. He has everything except fulfillment. And then one night, it happens. A duck in big trouble. That's a duck, man! Howard the Duck, trapped in a world he never made. As a young boy, I rented this movie from Blockbuster Video. And it's an experience I'd like to forget. It's not because everything about this movie smells as bad as Gary Busey looks because my dad walked into my room during one scene involving Leah Thompson. I can't wait to speak with you again next week. Okay, so we hosted a Marvel I Trivia Night. I love this movie. I, I know you I do. I love it. We hosted a Marvel Trivia Night, and the winner got to go and hang out with us and watch any Marvel movie that they wanted to. And he is really leaning toward Howard the Duck because he's never seen it on the big screen before. <laughs> I've seen it multiple times. On the big screen? On the big screen and How on the small screen. How old are you, Dave? I'm pretty old. Wow. Um, but I just, you know, it's really a cult movie now, I think. Don't yeah. you kind yeah. of think that it is? I think they should remake the movie, have it the exact same, but just put in the new Howard the Duck. There you go. Just leave the story the same. <laughs> yeah, just exactly the same. Just CGI him in. Okay. So, oh, you're you're not even talking about reshoots. No, I'll just <laughs> CGI him in. Okay. All right. So when we come back, once again, we're going to be talking all about Oscar. So stick around. Everyone on set, shut up. Shut up. Dave and Ryan's movie review segment one. Action. All right, welcome in, and as we said, we're talking Oscars all show long. Is that, yeah. that a safe way of so, putting so it? So, Dave, do you, do you watch the Oscars a lot? I do. Yeah. You know, I, I I try not to focus a lot on, like, the political part yeah. of it, because it always ends up filtering in, but I really enjoy the, the I really enjoy awards time of year. Like, I, I, my family looks at me really weird, because <laughs> I like the Oscars. And I really enjoy the Grammys. And not a lot of people like the Grammys because you have to like every music out there yeah, to like yeah. the Grammys. So so um, out of all the uh, Academy Awards, who was your favorite host? I really, I'll be totally honest, I loved when, when Billy Crystal would do it. Yeah. I, Billy Crystal was a great host. Yeah, and he did it for so many years. He did. I, yeah, I enjoyed yeah, that, that. That's, that's who I grew up watching. Yeah. The, uh, the Academy Awards was Billy Crystal, and now they're on the 96th yeah. award show. Ugh. And Could you it, just imagine us doing 96 show, the, of this show? 96 years? Yeah, no, 96 episodes. Uh, we're going to do it. <laughs> Are we? We're going to do One it. One of us might die first. Nah, I think we'll be okay. But yeah, I really enjoyed Billy Crystal. I think even there was one year when it was Billy Crystal, Robin Williams, and Whoopi Goldberg. Yes. My, yeah, yeah. I mean, I love those years. Um I, we've talked about this in the past. It just came out probably a couple of months ago um, when Ricky Gervais very tongue-in-cheekly said that him and Dave Chappelle need to host the Oscars. <laughs> yes, I would watch that. I would watch that just for that. And now we get into the movies that everybody's kind of heard from as we jump into the cinematography Yay! category. I right? love cinematography. All right, first up, El Conde, Edward Lackman. 
Killers of the Flower Moon, Rodrigo Prieto. Maestro, Matthew Labatique. Oppenheimer, Hoyt von Hoytma. And Poor Things, Robbie Ryan. And you went with? So I went with Maestro. Okay. Because um, it's, it's shot in black and white. And for some reason, there's not a whole lot of movies shot in black and white because we have color. Um, but when a black and white movie does come out, people go insane for they it. They do. do you, uh, it's oh. like automatically artsy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, what was what was the last one? Oh, there was. Um, it was the one with it was the, the guy pianist. The, yeah, no, the it was about like all silent. It was a silent film too uh-huh. until like the very very end. I can't remember. I know what you're talking yeah. about though. I, I think I, it was the artist or something. The like artist. That. That's what it yeah. was. That's what it was. Yes. So who did you go with for oh, cinematography? Maestro. Maestro. Uh, Matthew, uh, I can't say his name. Liberwicks? Libatique. Libatique. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, I went with Killers of the Flower Moon, Rodrigo Prieto. Also a good movie. Great movie. Great movie. And uh, later on, we're, when we get into some of these other categories and these main movies, we'll tell you where you can see them right now, where yeah. you can find them at. Uh, visual effects, the creator, Godzilla Minus One. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, Part 1, and Napoleon. And I am I am really upset with this category because we talk, we've talked on this show a couple of different times about practical versus CGI. Mm-hmm. The movie Oppenheimer, every effect they used in that movie is a practical effect. And if you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And it was not nominated. No. So we went with the movie that we thought was going to be a big movie come this time of year. I went with The Creator. So did I. That movie was amazing. I thought it was a great film. Yeah. Uh, all the visual effects were just flawless. It was so good. Yes. And that film you can actually find right now on Disney Plus or Hulu. It's yep. out there. You can watch it. And it's streaming now. Um, sound. The Creator. Maestro. Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, Part 1, Oppenheimer, and The Zone of Interest. And I went with Oppenheimer on this one. There are so many highs and lows in this movie. It's unbelievable. In fact, when it came out, there were people that they actually wrote an article about Christopher Nolan's movies, how sometimes it's very difficult to hear what the actors are saying in the movie. You almost want him to turn on the uh, closed captioning when the movie starts in theaters. But I, I, there just were so many highs and lows and sound in that one. So I went with Oppenheimer. And you took? Is, is that a good reason to go with sound? I, I can't hear him, so gave him the sound no, award? I, you know what I mean. <laughs> I'm just saying what you said. But uh, for sound, I went with the creator. Because um, it's just an amazing movie. They had to make, you know, come up with sounds, you know, when they're in space. And, uh, you know, all the uh, the little robot little beeps and stuff like that, you know. Uh, basically, you know, it's a sci-fi movie and in sci-fi movies, you, you, you know, uh, back in the day, um, Star Wars, George Lucas had to create all these brand new sounds and now sci-fi today, you know, everything's kind of, uh, the similar, but I think, uh, the creator kind of took a step forward and made some new things for us to hear. Yeah. Now most, most sci-fi movies just go to the Lucas vault. Yeah. Pew, pew. It's already there. Uh, okay. So original score, American fiction. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, Killers of the Flower Moon, Oppenheimer, and Poor Things. 
You gotta remember, this is score, not soundtrack. not soundtrack, not song. We, we not, talked about that uh, right. in a previous one. Song is coming up. Yeah. So I went with poor things. I, I'll tell you what. I don't think you did, dude. Did I? Did you really do that? I did. Oh, I thought you went Oppenheimer. No. Okay. I checked my list in the back. I said, oh. "You made a mistake," and I, I corrected you. You, you did. You're absolutely right. So, we're gonna say you went with poor things. That's what I said. Say that one more time. I'm going to go with poor things. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, I went. I, I just have a soft spot for John Williams. I'm sorry. <sighs> I went with Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. I just want to see this guy keep winning Oscars. The soundtrack, you know, the score, it's 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 not different, really different from the other ones. It's the same. Dun, 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 dun. Uh-huh. There's no new music. It's just the old stuff that we love. He already got an Oscar for the music. Let it go, Dave. Let's move on. No. <laughs> no, I will not. You like my little song there? That was great. I, I do kids' parties. I'm impressed you came up with that on the fly. <laughs> don't. Just don't. All right. Uh, category now, original song, okay? Uh, the Fire Inside, Flamin' Hot by Diane Warren. I'm Just Ken from Barbie, Mark Ronson and Andrew Wyatt. It Never Went Away, American Symphony by John Batiste. And Dan Wilson. Wazazi, A Song for My People, Killers of the Flower Moon, Scott George. And What Was I Made For, Barbie, Billie Eilish, and Phineas. And we bowl. I had to. Yeah, we got the. I had to go it, with. It won the Golden Globe. I had to go with I'm Just Ken. Yeah. Now, this is another one of those categories that we talked about the fact that I would not be surprised if the other song from Barbie didn't win. <laughs> but that song, that is an anthem. Yeah. It really and truly is. And, and we'll talk more about Barbie when we get into <laughs> the other categories. All right. So there's our first picks as we're going through this. We've got a few more to go. So stick around. Hey, idiots. We're back from commercial. Dave and Ryan's movie review segment two and action. Okay, welcome back in. Still Oscars. That's what all show all 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 day long. All Oscars. I put on a tux. Uh, I wish you could see it. Ryan is in a beautiful evening gown. I uh, believe is that it. Who are you wearing? Gown. I am wearing Dolce and Cabana. Oh, there you go. Beautiful. Well, good choice. Good choice. All right, let's get back to. Uh, what we've been doing is going through category by category, giving you who was nominated and giving you our picks. And we've made it up to makeup and hairstyling. Okay, Golda, Maestro, Oppenheimer, Poor Things, and Society of the Snow. And I went with Poor Things. If you have seen what they've done in this movie... And it's with with all the makeup and the hair and everything mm-hmm. they've done. Emma Stone alone looks fantastic, uh, so that is why I had to go with poor things in this one. Yeah, it was a very you know it was a very good one, and the, honestly, it's probably one of the front runners. But I went with uh, Golda. Okay, just because I've seen some <laughs> of the visuals of it. Looks pretty. Yeah, good. it looks amazing. Looks pretty good. But honestly, it's either gonna be. Poor Things, Golda, or Maestro. Honestly, those are probably the top three. Yeah, because they've made, in Maestro, they have made Bradley Cooper unrecognizable. Yeah, they made him old, and they 
his nose is just wow. <laughs> it's very true. All right. So up next, costume design. Barbie. Killers of the Flower Moon. Napoleon. Oppenheimer and Poor Things. And you went with? I went with, uh, where's my notes here? Oh, I went with Napoleon. Period piece. I yep. can totally understand yep. that. They, you know, they had to come up with all the costumes. Uh, not not just, you know, the military costumes, but uh, all the costumes that um, everyone else was wearing that wasn't in the military. You know, they're, they're beautiful gowns like the one I'm wearing. Mm-hmm. That is such a beautiful... You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of Belle's gown at the end of Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. The beautiful color. A little sparkle in your eye? A little bit. A little bit. I went with Barbie. And you know what really sealed the deal for me? Is when they're going through and they're showing you all these different... Like, they do it during the movie. Yeah. All these different, you know... Barbie dolls and how they were dressed when they came right out of the package. I mean, they nailed it. And not just not just Barbie, but all the cans. All the cans, everything. Yeah, Sugar Daddy can. Yeah. You know, I, they nailed how those look. So I went with Barbie on that one. Uh, film editing, Anatomy of the Fall, of a fall, excuse me. The Holdovers, Killers of the Flower Moon, Oppenheimer, and Poor Things. And I went with Killers of the Flower Moon. This just seems like one of those categories that this film is going to walk away with. I, it, we'll talk more about how we we think the Academy works yeah. a little bit later. But it, I just I think that that's kind of where they're going to fall with this one. I could be wrong, and that's fine. But I've been that before. So I went with Oppenheimer. You know, the editing in that, you know, when there's those long pauses or there's awkward moments in the movie, you know, that's editing. You know, uh, like the part when um, they're they're doing the uh, interview, and it's just quiet, and he's sitting there in the chair, and then uh, you got the girls, you know, sitting behind him, not wearing anything, and it's just awkward silence because they ask an awkward question, mm-hmm. and that's what he's thinking about. And it's almost like through editing in those awkward silences, they become a character in the movie. Yes, yeah. Like if you remember, um, uh, the the. I don't remember which Star Wars it was. The part where everything goes silent. Oh, okay. When, when they, they blast through uh, the ship to give them time to get away. You know, uh-huh. the sound also is also part of editing that plays a huge character in the movie. You know, we've talked about how uh, music plays a character, but just sound effects also and sound and everything. So there is, a, that's for film editing, yep. production design. Barbie, Killers of the Flower Moon, Napoleon, Oppenheimer, and Poor Things. And you went with? This was a tough one for me uh, because all of them did a great job. You know, the Barbie, they basically had to make Barbie's dream house a reality. You know, Killers of the Flower Moon, you know, they had to go back and back to that era, which, you know, they basically have to build their own uh, sets. Uh, Napoleon, you know, you have to go back to, uh, France in, uh, uh, those days, uh, Oppenheimer, you know, they had, they built a city to re- recreate, um, basically, uh, lot Los, Los Alamos, Los Alamos, poor things, you know, that was, uh, basically like a dream sequence, but I went with Napoleon on this one. Okay. I went with Barbie because of what you just said. They, yeah. They had to make 
Barbie's dream house come to life. They had to make Ken's macho, what the heck was it? Mojo Dojo Casa House yeah. come to life. Yeah. The, the, th- the, th- the reason I didn't go with Barbie is most of that stuff is in a, is in a sound studio. And I like it when they go out and build something. Well, and that's definitely what Oppenheimer did. Yeah. Uh, down in northern New Mexico. So yep. uh, not a bad choice either one, I think. Yeah. I, I know Napoleon, they did a lot of, uh, you know, green screening. Uh, but they actually, you know, they went out and also did uh, things in France as well. Very true. All right. International feature film. Al Capitano. Perfect Days. Society of the Snow. The Teacher's Lounge. The Zone of Interest. And you went with? So all of these were, when I read the caption, were very interesting. But the one that stood out to me was the zone of interest, where there's basically right next to, uh, I'm going to say Auschwitz. Okay. Um, And basically there's a, you know, there's a garden. (laughs) And it's, you know, it's their zone of interest because, you know, they're growing this garden right next to the worst place on earth. I went with Society of the Snow. Now, this is on Netflix. You can watch it right now. And anyone that is my age or close to my age will remember having to read the book alive in English. About the, they also turned that into a movie. They did. About the, the rugby team that crashed in the Andes and had to do terrible things to survive. This is basically that movie. Yeah, that's what this one is. I, I think alive was... It was. It wasn't a rugby team because this one's uh, the Saturday of Snow was the rugby one. Right. Yeah. The other but one, I, I don't remember what it was, but it was a team. I sport. thought they were a soccer team. It might have been. But it's. it's don't the you same dare story. say the same thing. I'm not going to say it's the same <laughs> thing. It's the same story. Yeah. It truly is. All right. Now we're now we're getting into the good stuff. Getting into the good stuff. All right. Animated feature. Yes. The boy and the heron. Elemental. Nimona. Robot Dreams, and Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Yeah, what you go with, Dave? I went with Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. This was a movie that really kind of grew on me. When we went and saw it, I wasn't really... I, 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 don't, I can't even remember why it bugged me, to be totally <laughs> honest with you. There were so many different forms of animation, and then the more you dive into it, it's like each character had a form of animation that was just for them. So I, I, there were things in this movie that they did with animation that are unbelievable. Uh, there's a big scene I think we talked about where all of the Spider-Men are chasing him. Yeah. And it took them like six months to draw just that scene, which is like a two-minute scene in the movie. So I, I, I really enjoyed this one. I thought it was pretty darn good, to be honest with you. Yeah, uh, you know, the Spider-Man Across the Universe was a good one, but it wasn't as good as the first one. And that's why I don't think it's going to win. I'm going to go with The Boy and the Heron. Why? Because it's Studio Ghibli. And they win everything because everything looks amazing. That's very true. Now, the other one that is in this category that I would not be surprised if it won is maybe Elemental. Elemental had a good story. It has a good story, but I just don't see it beating out uh, Spider-Man or the boy in the herring. We were sitting there talking about this movie the other night, and uh, one of the people that were there with us said that they had just watched it, and they 
cried and they cried and they cried through Elemental. And yeah, I, it's 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 a it's a good sad story it with is, a good ending. With a great ending. It's a Disney movie. Yeah, of course. You can't ask for much more from a Disney movie than that. Um, original screenplay: Anatomy of a Fall, The Holdovers, Maestro, May December, and Past Lives. And you went with? I went with Maestro because it's based off of a true story. And so we've got that for you. I went with The Holdovers. I think The Holdovers could be a dark horse this year. I hope so because uh, coming up in another uh, category, I chose something for this movie. I, I, I can't even remember what movie we went and saw, and I saw the ads for this movie. Sadly, it might have been... Violent Night might have been one of the only movies that I, I enjoyed when that that I went and saw that they had this trailer for. And it was just a quick trailer. It yeah. wasn't like a full blown anything like that. I don't I don't. Yeah, I don't remember. I can't remember where I saw it. Uh, but really, the holdovers, the story is great. It's about a, a, a kid who really stays at a private school through the holidays. Yeah. Well, his parents ended up not being able to bring him back home. And Paul Giamatti, is, it seems like, is the one teacher or professor there that gets stuck staying. Yeah, he's definitely like the grumpy old teacher that nobody likes. He is. So that looks <clears throat> intriguing to me. Uh, that one is also, the the holdover is actually on Peacock right now. You can watch it. Yay. It's streaming on Peacock. Okay, so then that brings us to adapted screenplay. American Fiction. Barbie. Oppenheimer, Poor Things, and The Zone of Interest. And we both went with... Oppenheimer! I just, I think this one's, I hope this one's going to clean house. Also based off of a true story. <laughs> Very true. Very true story. Um, but I do have an asterisk by American Fiction. I was reading about this movie the other day, and I told you about it, and it it's a good thing that it's listed as a comedy and a drama. <laughs> because this movie... What everything that happens in this movie is hilarious. There are some things in there that are pretty serious, but for the most part, it's not too bad. Yeah, I, I honestly I could see Barbie swinging in out of nowhere. It's possible. It could be a makeup award, and we'll talk about that <laughs> coming up here in just a moment. Uh, supporting actress Emily Blunt for Oppenheimer, Danielle Brooks for The Color Purple, America Ferrera for Barbie, Jodie Foster for Niad. And Devine Joy Randolph for the the holdovers. I went with America Ferrera. This I think is your makeup your your makeup win. Eh, I don't think the Oscars really have makeup wins. I think that there are people in the Oscars that feel like they should do the right thing. And since Margot Robbie was not nominated for Best Actress and Greta Gerwig was not nominated for Director, we're going to write that wrong right now, and we're going to give this to America Ferrera. I'm not saying, and I'm I not saying she dreaming. was bad in the movie. She wasn't bad, but I don't think she's best supporting actress. Okay, I I went with Devine Joy or enough in the, the holdovers, and she's already won the Golden Globe, yep. didn't she? And she, did she win the? I think she won the Critics' Choice as well. Uh, I'm not sure about I, that. I'm one, not 100 percent or a she was, SAG or something. She did an amazing job. Yeah. So there's that one. Um, the the color purple. If you would like to watch that, you can rent that or purchase that right now on Prime or on Apple TV. Now the category that's been driving me nuts ever since that these things <laughs> came out or we ever since these movies were released. Supporting actor Sterling K Brown for American Fiction. 
Robert De Niro for Killers of the Flower Moon. Robert Downey Jr. for Oppenheimer. Ryan Gosling for Barbie. And Mike Ruffalo, or Mark Ruffalo, excuse me, not Mike. Mark Ruffalo for Poor Things. And I have said multiple times. Yes, yes he has. If Ryan Gosling beats out Robert Downey Jr. for Best Supporting Actor, I will lose my ever-loving mind. I kind of hope that happens now. I know you do. They're going to have a beach off. <laughs> so, I, 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 of course, I went with Robert Downey Jr. and Oppenheimer. He, it's, he's so good in that movie. And I, the way I always look at a character in a movie is if it's, a, if it's an actor that I really like, and by the end of the movie, I really hate him, that was probably a pretty good performance. Yeah, well, that means he did his job. That's right. And you learn to hate Robert Downey Jr. and Oppenheimer. Yeah. You really do. So I went with Mark Ruffalo on this one with Poor Things. He, honestly, if anyone can steal it from Ryan Gosling and Robert Downey Jr., it's Mark Ruffalo. Well, and, and I have the little asterisk by Mark Ruffalo's name because, yeah, it, it wouldn't surprise me if he walked away with this one. Yeah. As long as it's not Ryan Gosling. Robert Downey Jr. did a good job, too, but I just don't think he did as as good as the other three. Okay. Or two, I should say. Put some respect on his name. <laughs> Fine, Ryan Gosling. (laughs) And Robert De Niro, he was okay, but he's getting to the point where every every role that he does now, I detest him in. Well, he's kind of playing the same. He is playing the same character over and over again. After meet, uh, after uh, the, the... the Fockers? Little Fockers. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's basically playing the raunchy old man. That's Except for uh, the intern. Yeah, that was pretty good. It, he he did a great I, job. I will say that one. one was pretty good. But uh, yeah, for Killers of the Flower Moon, just it didn't really... His, his, his character in there, I think it was honestly the reason he was in that movie was because Scorsese directed it. Yeah. Um, same with Leonardo DiCaprio, who did not get nominated. And we'll talk about snubs, too, coming up in just a moment. <laughs> All right. And then Sterling K. Brown for American Fiction. Okay. I don't have a problem with him being in there. Like I said, that movie's going to win something. So we'll see. We will see. All right. Coming up, we've got the big ones. That's right. It's time to start talking about picture, director, the big actor, four. actress. And we'll spend some time talking about all of those. And as I said, we'll talk about some snubs as well. So stick around. All right, imbeciles, everyone quiet down. Dave and Ryan's movie review, segment three, and action. All right, we made it to the final, the big four, so to speak. Oh, finish him. All right, so here we go. Let's get started. Actress, Annette Benning in Nyad, Lily Gladstone, Killers of the Flower Moon, Sandra Hewler, Anatomy of a Fall, Carrie Mulligan, Maestro, Emma Stone for Poor Things. And we both went with Lily Gladstone, Killers of the Flower Moon. I really think this is hers to lose. Yeah, honestly. She was so good in that movie. Um, If you would like to see Nyad, it is on Netflix right now. Jodie Foster was also nominated for Best Supporting Actress in that movie. Mm -hmm. Okay, moving on to actor. Bradley Cooper in Maestro. Coleman Domingo in Rustin. Paul Giamatti, The Holdovers. Killian Murphy for Oppenheimer. And, Jill- and Jennifer... 
Jeffrey. Let's try Jeffrey. That's how you say it, right? Mm-hmm. Jeffrey Wright in American Fiction. And we split on this one. Yep. And you went with? I went with Paul Giamatti in The Holdovers. I think there's a distinct possibility he could walk away with this one. Uh, I went with Coleman Domingo for Rustin. Now, what Rustin is, it's about Martin Luther King's like right-hand man. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's on Netflix right now. I like Coleman Domingo as an actor. I started watching him when he was on Fear of the Walking Dead. And now there's rumors out there that he may be joining the Marvel Universe shortly. So yeah. we'll keep an eye on that yeah. one. Also, Culligan Mur- uh, Murphy, he's got to be in the top Yeah, three. I have him starred there. Like, <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised if he walked away with this one. Killian Murphy for Oppenheimer. I'm pulling for you, Paul. All right. Well, he loves In-N-Out. That's the important thing. Yes. <laughs> That's the important thing. All right, director, Justin Triet, Anatomy of a Fall, Martin Scorsese, Killer of Killers of the Flower Moon, Christopher Nolan for Oppenheimer, Yorgos Lanthimos for Poor Things, and Jonathan Glazer for The Zone of Interest. And Ryan, your choice? I would Martin Scorsese, Killers of the Flower Moon. And just think, if Elvis Presley wouldn't have given him a shot all those years ago, where would Martin Scorsese be now? Probably the same spot where he's at now. Okay. I went with Christopher Nolan on this one. <laughs> I just I, I just think that everything's kind of right for this movie. I mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if Oppenheimer walked away with quite a few trophies. Yeah. Honestly, in this category, I think it's either Martin or Christopher. So, and uh, finally... The big one. The big take. The one everybody wants to win. American Fiction for Best Picture. That one, as I said, you can I believe you can pre-order that one on Prime or Apple TV right now. Okay. Anatomy of a Fall is available for rent or purchase on Prime or Apple TV. Barbie is on Max right now. The Holdovers, as we said earlier, is on Peacock. Killers of the Flower Moon is on Apple TV. Maestro is on Netflix. Oppenheimer will be on Peacock February 16th. Past Lives, available for rent and purchase on Prime or Apple TV. Poor Things and The Zone of Interest. And Poor Things and The Zone of Interest, there's no date yet as to when it will be streaming. Yep. So, who'd you go with? Barbie, of course. No, I went with Oppenheimer. <laughs> I went with Oppenheimer as well. I, I like I said, I just think that it's it's the right kind of movie. It came out at the right time. I think they've really caught something in a bottle here, and uh, I, I think he's gonna. They're gonna walk away with a lot of awards. Uh, Barbie would not surprise me if it won. As I said, you know, a lot of people are upset yeah. over over Margot Robbie and Greta Gerwig being kind of snubbed. Yeah. Uh, Another one I think that you know could be a dark horse is the holdovers. The holdovers could as well, very easily could. Um, I know some other snubs out there were um, Zac Efron for the Iron Claw. A lot of people were upset that he didn't get any love. In fact, that movie got no love whatsoever. Yeah, uh, Oppenheimer well, had did thirteen it, did nominations. It make, did, it make, did Iron Claw make it for this year? Yeah, it came out. It came out in December. Did it? Uh, okay. But um, I, Oppenheimer had thirteen nominations. Poor Things had eleven. Um, another one that, and I, I don't see it, but a lot of people felt like Leonardo DiCaprio for Killers of the Flower Moon was a snub. I don't think I don't he was that good in it. I don't see it as a snub. You know, it. He's a good actor. He's you know he's a method actor. He, he gets way too deep into his roles, but I just 
you know, he, all he really played was, you know, a country. He played a bumpkin. Hick. Yeah. Yeah. And there were a lot of people that, and I don't know which one they wanted him to play, but his agent did not want him to take this role. We wanted him to take the role of one of the police officers. Hmm. Because, yeah, he just, he, he played this, this country bumpkin that, and, and once again, you know what? He's one of those guys, it, the, the, the role he did play, he was kind of torn in. Because I think at the end of the day, he truly loved her. However, he helped them almost kill her. Yeah. You, you know, honestly. He was just doing really what Robert De Niro wanted him to do until he got to thinking about it. I think the, the a better role for him in that movie would have been um, uh, his wife's sister's husband. Was that Sturgill Simpson, I believe? Was yeah. Played that? So the, the one sister dies and mm-hmm. then he marries the other sister. Yes. Yeah, I think he would have been a lot better in that role. He would have had a little more freedom than just, mm, yeah. It's funny because I've been I've been saying it around the studio this morning when we're sitting here talking about it. He reminded me of Sling Blade. Yeah, a lot of the time in that movie, yeah. he did. He reminded me of Sling Blade. Should have went and got Billy Bob. Yeah, should have. But I, yeah, I just I don't think that was a good role for him. No. I really don't. So. Uh, there you have them. There are all of our Oscar picks. Once again, the Oscars are going to be uh, Sunday night, March 10th. Of course, they will be on ABC. We will talk more about those. And, and once they're revealed, we'll come on and see who was right and see who was wrong. Yeah. So there, there we go. So until then, you know what? Get out there. Go see a movie. Go see one of these movies. Yeah, go they're, see one of these ones. They're available to stream. Look out for them. You can find the documentaries and those kinds of things if you really look because streaming is a great platform for these, you know, filmmakers to get their movie out. Yeah, and years know ago, you know, you, you there's no way you could have watched most of these, and now you can. Yeah. They're re- literally yeah. at your fingertips. Yeah. If they if they weren't at the theater near you, you didn't see them. That's true. So there you go. Go check these out. Once again, we'll we'll talk more about the uh, not the winners when that comes out. And next week we'll get back to the normal things that we normally do around here. We'll go Doing see that a movie. Thing we do. We'll talk about some other stuff. All right, Ryan. Have a great week, and I'll talk to you next week. Ciao, meow. Dave and Ryan's movie review.